That's cool. Because, yeah, when Big Gay Ice Cream opened up where I'm from in Philadelphia, I actually mm -hmm. thought to myself, oh, wow, ice cream is pretty gay. And when I yeah, saw that all these is. ice cream shops opened up, I was like, this is the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like, low-key. Low-key. Because <laughs> it's, it's just... And the other thing is half of it is, like, we know it's ice cream, but, like, we're just doing cream puns all day. <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing cream puns all day. I will sit like I'll literally literally the other day before we were opening the shop for um the Tampa Bay location which I just mentioned that we opened like maybe a month ago. We were having a meeting with the CEO of the company, trying to decide on a neon sign to put out out front of the uh store. And we had a bunch of ideas, like we had some gunna inspired ones before P. It was <laughs> um it was like drip so hard or whatever with like a little ice cream cone in there. <laughs> And then we had, I think one of the ones we had was like, get that tongue ready. But we were like, eh, that one's a little iffy. And I think the one we ended up settling on was actually my idea, and I'm very proud of it, was um, sweet, sweet dreams or sweet creams are made of this. <laughs> like the song. So good. Like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> that is everybody loves perfect. It. It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Desire, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. We always get asked in New York City, what do you do? What do you do on the side? What are your passions? What do you like to do? No, really, what do you like to do? I met Trey Hill previously as a security guard at one of my favorite vintage buy-sell-trade resellers at the Bushwick Beacons Closet, where in the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to wait in line before we could get in because there was a capacity for the amount of people who could shop in the store. It was winter 2021, snow was still on the ground, and the line to get in was compared to as waiting in line to get into one of Bushwick's favorite clubs, such as Mood Ring or Bossa Nova. The New York Times wrote a piece on where to meet people was in line getting COVID-19 tests because the line was so long and people were waiting for hours. This was the same difference, but we got to know each other not by same symptoms of the virus, but symptoms of complementing each other's style. I met Trey Hill after waiting in line for one hour, but I was next up to go into the store. I see Trey Hill's stylish fit and I immediately had to compliment him. He was wearing a black hat where the logo had the New York Yankees logo with a heart outlined of it, along with a black hoodie that says, Lucky me, I see ghosts, designed by Cactus Plant Flea Market in collaboration with Kids See Ghosts, which is Kanye West and Kid Cudi's supergroup. I had to ask about his fit, and then after I asked if I could take a film photo of him, who would have thought it would lead to a brand new friendship? Please welcome Trey Hill to the Wear Many Hats podcast. How's it going, Trey? That, that might be the best intro I've ever gotten to anything anywhere in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Pleasure to be on. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on. It's been a long time coming, for sure. 
Right, right. The funny story is about that hoodie specifically is I for, I actually forget that I have it, mm-hmm. believe it or not, because I only I got it from Beacons and I only paid like twenty dollars for it. Right. So I, I actually oftentimes forget that like it it just sits in my closet and it, it doesn't sit in my closet. I'll be very honest. It's heavy in my rotation because it's, <laughs> it's an easy hoodie, but I forget that it's a easy hoodie sometimes. And I'll be like in the gym. I'll wear it to the gym. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, I'm just squatting, getting a quick warm up real quick. And someone's like, oh, I got to you lifting easy. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is like a $5,000 hoodie I'm wearing. Exactly. And because of, you know, your build, your size, right. everything looked perfect on you. So to begin, what would you describe yourself as? Or like from head to toe, your build, because I also see, you know, your stories right. on IG of you working out, just right. uh, summarize how you look. My style in relation to like what my body type is, is really just like background gone through roller coasters. Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. And you need the context. Anyway, in high school, like 17, I'm about six foot six, really tall. So my arms are like stupid long. And that's usually the trouble that I run into with all my clothes, especially when I was like way, way skinnier, um, just because everything would just be crazy, crazy oversized. And this is like 25 years old. Um, this is like, uh, let's say 2014 era. So this is about the time when like everybody's wearing skinny jeans, uh, Ed Hardy t-shirts, he's just <laughs> super buff, like that kind of thing. And every, literally everything I wore, didn't matter what, if it was supposed to be oversized or not, it looked oversized on me. And I just, it didn't, it with me and then through college I like started working out whatever it became like more accepting of my body I guess is the way to put it and then by the time I guess that would have been like 2020 when I met you I actually I now actually am more into wearing oversized clothes than I was when I had to wear oversized clothes right does that make sense definitely and it's honestly been like a crazy metamorphosis of things no playboy cardi (laughs) Fuck, I did have my hair blonde for a little bit, so that's a whole thing. But no, it's been like a weird, like, I'm going to stick with my work with this. But no, it's been a long time coming, and I'm honestly like, low-key, it's weird, but it's like I'm actually kind of very proud of myself as far as I've come. This is like, there's also like budgetary restrictions because like clothes aren't fucking cheap. No. So you have to buy them in my fucking size. I wear a size 13. If I go to StockX right now to find any pair of shoes, in the 13, I'm spending at least $300. Right. So thrifting, I eat beacons, is really where, if you can see like my elbow stains and whatnot, thrifting is where I found sort of my home for clothes. Definitely. So you would say, how tall are you? I'm six foot six. Right now I'm six foot six and 247 pounds this morning. I describe myself as like skinny-ish. I'm not skinny by any like by any means really but i'm on the more athletic side because i do work out so i can get away with wearing skinny jeans and stuff well i'm not gonna say get away with wearing skinny jeans because anybody can wear skinny jeans so like i can get away with like wearing slimmer fitting things if i desire just because i do have like a slimmer frame like just naturally as I see with all the stories that you be posting of you in the gym you're a 25 year old six foot black man that's weighing about how much this morning you said this morning was 247 most days i'm like 250 
I didn't eat much yesterday. So right now I'm, I'm a little, I lost three pounds somehow. That's just, that's how my metabolism works. And so with you doing this regimen of weighing yourself and hitting the gym, you have this criteria that you are always looking at that you're focusing on, which is really cool. And when you post all your stories on social media, I am always fascinated by it. I always Mm -hmm. check out your gains. I'm always like on the sidelines, like cheerleader style, just trying to also take a whole look into your world. Mm -hmm. And when I see this, when I see you pump your iron, you're also doing it in your own style, which is really, really cool because I also see you wear Vans old school to the gym, which I don't see that usually on anyone. It's usually, you know, Nike or Adidas or like, you know, some type of like fitness shoe, but I see these Vans. So you're actually true to your style, true to your fit. And it is really, really, really fascinating that you are who you are you're yourself when you hit the gym so i like to see all of that when you do that so when i did meet you do you remember that day like i remember you had your car had to repark it several times oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i definitely (laughs) i remember the weird thing is the one thing that stood out to me i never remember people ask me oh what's the first impression i never remember the first time i meet anybody just because In doing security, you just meet so many people that the first time you meet people, you just like the first time you meet people just flies through my head. But I do remember you taking that picture just because, again, I think I told you my friend made that hat. I always remember when somebody gives me a compliment on something I'm wearing just because I don't know if this is a male thing or whatever, but I don't get compliments that often. And the compliments that I do get, they fucking stay up here. And they're like, ironically, somebody complimented me on this hat I'm wearing today. And now when I go home and I put this, I take off my clothes or whatever, I put everything away or do laundry or whatever the case may be is, I'm going to pick up that piece of clothing. I'm like, somebody complimented this. That means at least one other person likes this and I'm going to keep wearing it. So those things stand out. So I do 100% remember that day. (laughs) (laughs) Matter of fact, if you can send me that picture, I want to see that because I haven't, I never saw it. I have that photo right on deck and it's a really great photo of you, even though you are looking down, but it's everything you oh, need work. to get the whole <laughs> fit in, for sure. Right. So right. every time I went to Beacons, I was always looking for you. Like, I was always looking forward to seeing you. Talking up mm-hmm. a storm about what fit you had on that day, what you were doing when you got off. On your breaks, I would see you on a mission out the door, grab lunch, <laughs> sit in front of that movie bar syndicated, and see you start mm-hmm. content creating, whether it's mukbanging, yeah. which is filming a video while you eat, or take your daily fit pics with your iPhone stand. Do you right. still do that? I don't because one, it's fucking cold and I don't want to go outside. <laughs> but the second thing is I actually lost my tripod. I actually lost that tripod because I was taking it to the gym to film videos for, I have a coach, uh, mm. to film videos for my coach. And then one day I just fucking left my tripod in the gym and it went off into the universe and I haven't seen it again. I just haven't ordered another tripod since. So I, had, I have not taken a fit pick. I haven't. I don't think I've taken a fit pick probably since like November, October. No way. Because I, I haven't. It's been cold. It's been cold. Right. No, I'm wearing his hoodies right now. No, like, eh, I have. I have enough hoodies. People see me in my hoodies enough. And it's not because you 
just needed to step away from the Fitbit taking game or it's because you didn't feel like you were like out of place or anything like that or if right, it just made right. you un uncomfortable you didn't you just took a break because you just lost a piece of equipment that you needed right. to take these i lost a piece of equipment and then i lost i, I want to say motivation it's, it's hard to place i've never been happy with my instagram feed mm. i've been on instagram since instagram has existed and like i always remember one of the like very very first things that like would pop up on like those buzzfeed articles or like youtube tutorials or whatever it was and be like oh, oh how to have a cool instagram feed or how to have a, a nice instagram layout and i always saw the videos and then never watched them because i didn't want my i didn't want my instagram to look like everybody else's instagram is that's right. the videos everybody's watching but i would always like sort of um like look at the thumbnail to just get like an idea of what a nice instagram feed looks like and then i would you know over the years would just go through and like look at people's feeds asap rocky was one of the big ones that stood out to me when i was in high school i don't know if somebody remembers he used to have the most phenomenal fucking Instagram feed ever. I'm going to see if I can try and pull it up. Yeah, no, I was just never really happy with my Instagram feed. And after this little while, I felt like the fit pics just felt like fit pics. They just felt like nothing. And I right. felt like I was doing everything. Um, I felt like I wasn't really like doing anything actually creative. I was just taking a picture, slapping a white border on it, and then calling it a day. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got... He's at Rocky's little feed here. I don't know if it's going to show, but... So he's at an inspiration, the, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, like, back maybe 2015, 2014 time. Nice. It was, like, super curated. It would have a whole theme. I liked it a lot. I didn't would never do my Instagram exactly like his because I don't like copying people, right. at least not verbatim. But it was definitely, like, one of the first inspirations as far as, like, creative culture that, for me, as a kid... Are you in a relationship by any chance? I am. I am. I am. I am in a relationship. I don't know how I'm supposed to. <laughs> I'm dating. I don't know. I'm dating another guy, bisexual. So, queering it up on the podcast. Cool. Yeah, no, we're, we've been going for September 30, 2020. We just hit a year last September. So, we're like at what, a year and four months now? But we've Very known cool. each other for like two, three years now. Does your partner look at your Instagram feed and like look at your like fit pics? And what does he think about it? Yes and no. Yes and no. So what's funny is my partner is actually a set designer mm -hmm. uh, for theater and uh, assistant art director for uh, TV and film. And what's funny is every now and then he'll like he'll definitely give me comments and whatnot, like personally to my face or whatever. Like oh like I like how you did this. It was really cute or whatever. This is the third. That's like most of like the flirtatious stuff. I'm um, just, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> of course. But every now and then, every now and then I'll like drag him on a, on a, uh, on a fit pick hunt, like a witch hunt. <laughs> and I'll make him take pictures of me. We'll go to the museum and like before we even get in the building or we'll be like going on a date somewhere. And I'm like, we'll be in the car and I'm like, Hey, his name's Sam. I'm like, Hey Sam, this might be a really weird question to ask. You might be a weirdo, but would you mind like my outfit today? <laughs> would you mind taking my fit pick? And nine times out of ten, he's like, sure, without a doubt. And, like, gets, he gets super into it. He's very supportive and has the fun with me, which is always a good thing. That's good. Which is more fun than the tripod, if anything. Oh, of course. When there's always someone taking your fit pick, it's always a good right. time. 
it's more funny. It's like a little bit of socialization. Too. Exactly. And they also compliment you in real life. Right. And then I get compliments in real life. It just, it just feeds my ego. <laughs> exactly. And it ignites the fire in the date before you guys go and sit right. down eating your pasta. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Where'd you guys meet? We met at a bar. We met at a bar in the village called Rock Bar. Anybody who's gay probably knows what knows what Rock Bar is. Um, <laughs> but we met at we met at Rock Bar. I had a, I had a couple of drinks. He had a couple of drinks. We were like, "Hey, can I have your number?" And then it just went from there. That's I cool. think we went on a couple of museum dates and whatnot. I was in college at the time, so I was like bouncing back and forth. And we'd hang out. We would like hang out like platonically when I was in the city. And then I'd go back to college and we'd keep in touch or whatever. But once I graduated, that was when we started like dating, dating. Wow. That's amazing. And you guys went to a bunch of museum dates. That's really cool. He actually has a, a, a Brooklyn, the Brook, he has a pass or the member subscription or whatever it is mm-hmm. for the Brooklyn Museum over on Eastern Parkway in like Washington. So we go there. We will just go there. We'll be like, in, we'll have a day off. We'll be laying in bed. We'll be like, oh, what do you want to do today? We'll be like, oh, nothing. And we'll be like, smoke real quick and be like, oh, let's go to the museum. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> that's great. And we'll just walk over to the museum. It's like a 10 minute walk. We'll walk over there, get out of walk <laughs> to the museum, get like a hot dog cart on the way home, get some pizza maybe, and then watch a movie at home. And it's great. By any chance, do you ever take any of his fit pictures? Does he ever ask? I do. I do take pictures of Sam. However, I'm the I'm the shitty boyfriend that always takes like the embarrassing photos of their partner. <laughs> I don't take the good. I don't take the good photos of my partner. Or when I do take the good photos of my partner, I like keep them to myself. Right. <laughs> but I like to take pictures of Sam. And generally, for whatever reason, I always while he's eating. It's not like a mukbang thing. It's just. By coincidence, like he sits down and put, puts a fucking quesadilla in his mouth, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a perfect time. Let me just shove my camera in your face." <laughs> but they always come out great, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe you call the museum, but like, yo, might put together a photo installation just people mid bite. <laughs> Are you guys? Do you guys have the fashion sense in common? Not even slightly, not even slightly. But that's not to say that, like, it's a point of contention. It's just we dress completely differently. Um, We're just, we're very different people, and that's okay, uh, in the sense of, like, the culture that we engage with, or the pop culture that we engage with, um, different kinds of music and style and film, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I tend to land more in, like, Let's see if I can back up and get the fit. I land like in this really weird, like edgy <laughs> all black thing. For all those that are listening out there, Trey right now is modeling me his current fit in oh, yeah. the stockroom of Oddfellows Ice Cream Shop in Domino Park. <laughs> so, for for the people listening, I'm wearing a pair of uh, black G Star skinny jeans. I'm wearing a thrifted fucking i don't know union hoodie from wisconsin i believe nice Ginch hat also thrifted from beacons and then a pair of also thrifted beat up nike blazers let's go and he did all that while standing on the chair that he's sitting on right now even though he is six feet tall 
I am six feet tall. I, I always make it work. That's the fun part of college. You just got to make it work. But no, back to Sam. We dress similar in the sense that we tend to wear all black a lot. Um, Sam is recently starting to get more into color. And I've been dabbling with color too. Um, but like only minimally. Uh, for those for the people who are listening, my, my outfits tend to be all black. But every now and then I'll throw like a pop of color, like a small logo on my chest or like a, um, like a little bit of print on my hat. And I'll just, that'll, that'll be my pop of color. And that's probably how we vary the most is I will, I will completely just solid black my outfit and throw like one red thing in there. Whereas Sam will wear like a pair of blue jeans, like a silver jacket, yellow shoes, a fucking fuzzy brown hat or whatever. And then like a gray wool jacket. And it works. It just works. I don't know how he does it. It just works. <laughs> that's amazing that you, that's so good that you guys compliment each other on your looks and that you're also adding color to your wardrobe right. what is your take on the gay or lgbtq plus community rainbow like the all black thing or just wearing rainbow wearing rainbow and their logo i mean Personally, I don't like rainbow, but again, that's just <laughs> me being like, that's just me being the edge lord that I want to be. <laughs> right. Like I, I could never. There's just certain colors I just don't care to wear. But I don't know when people wear when people wear rainbows, and and then it, it the thing is about if you're gonna wear the rainbow, you have to understand color blocking and color theory to a certain degree and a little bit of nuance mm-hmm. so that it actually works and looks good. Because once you throw too many colors together then you just look like you dress yourself in the dark mm-hmm. um but anybody who's listening to this probably already knows color blocking and i'm preaching to the choir at the moment um but no rainbow fits can, can rainbow outfits can look good they're just far and few between in my opinion mm-hmm. okay cool. cool i think in new york all the queers have a tendency to just wear all black mm-hmm. but then people end up getting lazy and they forget the silhouette Mm. So it'll just be like black t-shirt, black jeans, black shoes. It's like, oh yeah, it's cool out, but you didn't really do anything. So, Trey, where do you work now? Right now, I am the general manager at uh, Oddfellows Ice Cream Company, located in Domino Park. We've got several locations. Oh God, we got several locations nationwide. Two, three, three, two in New, three in New York. We got one Domino Park. That's where I am. Yeah, one in Brooklyn Bridge Park. That's a seasonal uh, seasonal location, and one in Dumbo. We got one in South Carolina, Charleston. We just opened one in Tampa Bay, Florida. We've got one that's been out there for maybe four or five years now in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, near Boston. And then I think we have four shops in Korea. Amazing, um, my favorite. We're pretty spread out. I'm just the general manager. Fingers crossed to get super promotion soon, but we'll see how that. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's kind of awesome to hear that you just made the jump, the huge jump from, you know, me meeting you as a security guard to now right. opening up these locations. Your next promotion, what would that look like? I really want regional. I want regional. I want I want more shots. I want more things. I just want to keep going up. I want to climb the ladder as high as I can and see where the bubble bursts, really. <laughs> it's a whole complete change. Did you right. ever see yourself getting into the ice cream game like yes and no it was weird so like in college i actually studied criminal justice and homeless security 
I was supposed to be a cop out of college, actually. That's why I was doing security. I was waiting on my NYPD test to come back. But when they decided that I wasn't going to get the job because I'm black, I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to do literally anything else. And I had worked with Oddfellows like first summers or whatever in the middle of, in between semesters while I was still attending school. And one of my best friends actually used to work here. He got me the job the first time around. And I remember we were both like, oh, like it's just ice cream. Like how hard could it be? Pretty low, pretty low stress job. Pretty fun. Honestly. Again, it's fucking ice cream. So it's like <laughs> the things that I worry about from day to day are things like, oh, are my freezers going to work so the ice cream stays frozen? Yes. Okay, cool. Is the electricity on? All right, we're good. <laughs> you said it right. Like it's, it's like it's like really it's just like the problems that I have. Like I, every now and then you have like your um, administrative issues or whatever, but that comes with running any sort of business or kind of venture or anything. But for this, most of my problems outside of the administrative things are like, how do we make cooler ice cream? What's, a, right. what's another flavor we can do? You know what I mean? Do right. we want to do cookie dough? Do we want to no. do a swirl right you know we just really just are huge ass kids in here to play <laughs> with with ice cream you know what Definitely. i mean and then people come in and buy it and it's a great experience honestly for everybody the test that you were taking before you got into ice cream you said that you weren't able to pass it because you were being because you're black tell me more about that like what was going on just to get full transparency for everybody I took tests for the New York State Police, the troopers, as many people will know them. I took a test for the NYPD, um, just your regular uh, beat cop, whatever. Um, and then I remember I took the test for not the DEA, but what's the other two-letter agency? Border Patrol. I took the uh, I took the test for Border Patrol uh, officer. And that was one of, that was supposed to be like the big one that was going to like be like my money, money or whatever, like 50 or something K a year or whatever, just starting. And at 18, I was like, oh, hell yeah. But what ended up happening was I actually have like, I don't want to say an extensive drug history, but I did truths once in college. And I'm the person who, when I went into all these interviews, I told the truth. Um, and I remember that was one of the big things that like sort of red flagged me. Um, I mean, that was always one of the things that like people would just ask more questions about. It was never really um, the end of an issue. It was just thinking like, oh, we got to make sure he's good. And then what would usually end up happening was I have an arrest back in 2014. Before people start going, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's, he's so crazy. He's so crazy. <laughs> the arrest was a false arrest. It was Halloween night. Um, we went to Chipotle for those $3 burritos. I was in high school. This is I, literally the day I turned 18. My birthday is on the 30th. Halloween, we went to a haunted house, which is the day after my birthday. I just turned 18. Went to the haunted house, go to Chipotle for the $3 burritos. And as we're leaving the Chipotle, some cops are giving us issues or whatever. It was Halloween or whatever. We're teased. But they ended up taking one of my homies in just because he was going up at the mouth too much. And then they took me in because they're going to accuse me of assault in a Macy's, which I was never there. I had a bag of Chipotle in my hand. I had receipts. I was on cameras. I had 15 other alibis, my friends with me, videos, pictures, Etc. 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 By the time I got to the case, the judge looked at it all, and on top of that, looked at my character and the things that I did in school, student government, lacrosse band, honor roll, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was like, "You didn't fucking do this. Get the fuck out of my face!" And threw the case, and threw the case out literally, and within the first 
15 minutes of me being like in the courtroom. But because that is now, whenever I'm taking, um, or whenever I would take like the law enforcement exam, they ask you if you have a criminal record and then they also ask you if you've ever just been arrested. It doesn't matter if the case got thrown out or not, they just ask you if you've been arrested. And that's always apparently is a um, derogatory mark on your application. But the, the, end, the end of it all was I ended up having for NYPD specifically, I had to go through so many fucking like things with my psych exam, just trying to prove to them that I am a normal person and have a brain and have the best interests of New York City in my mind. Um, I'm a native, by the way. My parents are both from Brooklyn. I was raised in Bed-Stuy. I went to high school in Clinton Hill. Um, I went to college in upstate Albany, but that's not the point. Point being is I had to jump through so many hoops to get this goddamn 30K job for the NYPD just for them to treat me like shit after I got the job. But I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. And they declined me the position on the on the account of my arrest in 2014 that had gotten dismissed mm-hmm. and the account of my drug use, which was like, oh, I smoked weed in college my freshman year and then quit. And then I did shrooms one time my sophomore year in college and then never did anything ever again. And they looked at all of that and were like, yep, nigger. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like, you can't, like, you don't want him to be a cop. Damn. But I was like, you know what, whatever, keep it. Yeah. And arguably, I actually did the mo- I actually did the math the other day, and I make more money now than if I actually became a cop. So That's ended amazing. up working out in my favor. Everything just turned around, all for the best. It's meant to be. Right. And now I get to smoke weed, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. What's your take on big gay ice cream? Big gay ice cream. Um, rest in peace to the Christopher Street location. I've actually never been there. What's funny about me working in ice cream is that I really have no, I'm ambivalent about ice cream Mm -hmm. existing. Like, I love ice cream. My favorite flavor is cookie dough. But beyond that, like, I I don't want to say I don't care, but it's just ice cream. So, like, whether I'm going to Van Leeuwen or going to another Odd Fellows or going to Ben & Jerry's or, or Big Gay Ice Cream, it's just ice cream to me. So I never really think about it. But I do know that one location on Christopher Street, I had always passed by. And if anything, it was more of a meeting location. So it still had some sort of significance for me and my friends, my history living in New York City. That's cool. Because, yeah, when Big Gay Ice Cream opened up where I'm from in Philadelphia, I actually mm-hmm. thought to myself, oh, wow, ice cream is pretty gay. And when I yeah. saw that all these <laughs> ice cream shops opened up, I was like, this is the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like, low-key, low-key. Because <laughs> it's, it's just... And the other thing is half of it is like we know it's ice cream, but like we're just doing cream puns all day. <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing cream puns all day. Like we'll sit like I'll literally literally the other day before we were opening the shop for um the Tampa Bay location which I just mentioned that we opened like maybe a month ago. We were having a meeting with the CEO of the company, trying to decide on a neon sign to put out out front of the uh store. And we had a bunch of ideas, like we had some gunna inspired ones before P. It was <laughs> um, it was like drip so hard or whatever with like a little ice cream cone in there. And then we had, I think one of the ones we had was like get that tongue ready, but we were like, eh, that one's a little iffy. And I think the one we ended up settling on was actually my idea, and I'm very proud of it, was um, sweet, sweet dreams or sweet creams are made of this. <laughs> like the song so good oh this is perfect (laughs) that is everybody loved it perfect 
Wow. The ideas are just pouring. I literally, my brain just goes. I have so many ideas in my head. Dude. I'm not actually in a job where like I actually have to think about anything serious. Mm-hmm. I just put all of it to fun. Do you think you might open up your own ice cream shop one day? No, not really. I don't really have any interest in running my own business, at least not an ice cream shop. Um, it's fun. Ice cream isn't necessarily where my heart is as far as like a medium of work, if that makes sense. Cool, but I wouldn't make my own life out of it. With everything that you've done in cultivating and helping out Oddfellows ice cream, I know that when I did come and visit you at the at one of the Oddfellows locations, you did talk to me about you content creating on the side mm-hmm. and you enjoy doing that. Do you ever see yourself making YouTube videos? I do we have do you have a TikTok? Are you I I do not that? have a TikTok. Okay. I'm I feel like I'm too old to TikTok. One of my coworker employees has a TikTok and he's really good at it. He's got about he's creeping up on his first ten K followers, but he's he's really getting to it. He's got about like two point Two million likes include total. I don't know what these numbers mean. He just tells them to me and they sound big. So I just pat him on the back and tell him to keep going. But my own content creation, I have so many ideas like in the back of my head that I want to work on that I just I haven't quite figured out how to actionalize them yet, if that makes sense. That makes like sense. I can't decide if I want to do... Um, I, did, I did have an, a period where I was like, okay, I want to like do um, not like a podcast, but I want to do like a um, sort of like a mini video series, like maybe a four episode or five episode part. I would just sit down, just interview people on what, like I can shoot the shit with literally anybody, like no script. And those conversations for me personally tend to be the better ones. So I was like, okay, cool. I just want to put down five people in a room and then like do this and then COVID happened and I was like, all right, cool. So not going to go see anybody ever. And then people started moving and things got hectic and I got busy with work and whatnot, but it's still, still back there in the back of my head. I'm thinking about it. Still workshopping. It's on the uh, drawing board. That's interesting that you say that you're too young to TikTok, but you're only 25 years old. What do you think is the cutoff for TikToking? Dude, I think honestly, I think TikTok like, I don't know, man. I grew up on Tumblr. I grew up on Tumblr. I grew up with Twitter. I grew up on Tumblr. So, like, by the time TikTok came around, or you know what it was? I grew up with Vine. I had Vine through middle school and high school. And I actually did make a couple videos. And one of them, I remember, popped off, like, in my immediate friend group. And then, like, three months later, it was, like, breaking news. Vine is shutting down the servers. And I was like, all right, cool. There goes every (laughs) fucking desire I've ever had. (laughs) What kind of Vine videos did you used to make? I had, okay, so there's this song by Chance the Rapper. I want to say it's Juice. And on the hook, he just says, Juice, Juice, Juice. And the Vine I did was literally just like, I went to my fridge, grabbed the thing of orange juice, juice, and went back in my fridge, got <laughs> apple juice, juice, and like grape juice, juice. And for some fucking reason, everybody was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like, just didn't, I didn't even think. Maybe 16. That's great that you also had pre-Chance the Rapper, pre-God era Chance the Rapper, where he's oh, yeah. a man of God. It was, like, it was like acid rap season. It was acid or rap like, season. 
what was the one before that? Ten days. Right. It was like that time period is when I was still listening to Chance the Rapper. So now Chance the Rapper is all about preaching Bible verses and you know follow the hand of God. Do you consider right. yourself a man of God? I'm pretty ambivalent. That is a race that I have no horses in. So much bad on anybody else. I'm honestly at times quite jealous of people who are able to devote themselves to a faith and a purpose in the world or whatever. But I'm still working my way through the world. I'm still pretty young, 25. So these kind of things can still change. You know what I mean? But as of right now, I'm not like chasing anyone like divine entity, so to speak. So you do not? I don't go to church. I don't pray. I don't read the Bible. I know the Bible. I know the, like, I know the Torah. I know the Quran. I know these things just because I'm a cultured human being who lives in right. New York City. And I know all these different kinds of people. And I just feel like it's fun to have the information in my head that I can just pull out of my ass and be like, oh, good yom tov to a Jew during Christmas season or whatever. These are my friends. You know what I mean? They're my neighbors. They're my friends. So I like to be able to be neighborly and stuff like that. But I myself, I don't, I, on paper, I'm Baptist because I was raised in a Baptist church, Cornerstone Baptist on the corner of uh, Troop and Marcus Garvey, I want to say. Um, go check them out. Reverend Lawrence the third, homeboy. Love him. Good guy. If you saw me today, he'd be like, oh, I haven't seen you in 80 years. Good to see you again. But, you know. So when you first saw the Westboro Baptist Church signs <laughs> <laughs> that came out, <laughs> yeah, what did you think? I wasn't surprised, just as I know there's a, a sect of... What was your favorite signs? I don't think... The weird part is, like, they don't... They didn't stick in my head. None of them stuck in my head. It was right. like, you know how when you see something that's, like, so... crazy? Right. And you're like, wow, that, that's a thing. And then you just, you have, you have to stop processing. Oh, exactly. It. That's sort of like how I was. Exactly. Like not even a single, I couldn't, if you put a gun in my head, I couldn't tell you a single sign. <laughs> they like, I went, saw it, recognized it. was like, I don't need to keep this information any longer. Right. Throw it out. That's good. That's me as well. Of everything yeah. I see, honestly, which is not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to take in a lot of information sometimes. So like, just as far as like sheer, like, like Kirby sucking in the world. Right. It's a good thing. But you got to process it eventually. Of course. Of course. I could see you definitely going out into the field and interviewing all these not terrible people, but yeah, they are pretty terrible people. But I don't know. Maybe one day you do some type of content creation that will make it so funny like the Vine video. They've actually done something like this before. Um, I think Vice. Maybe I, throw I juice at them and have the Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring Chance the Rapper with me, and I just dump orange juice on everybody who like gives an answer that I don't like. That'll be that'll be the uh, business model. Full circle. I'll get moment. Tropicana to sponsor it. It'll be me, Chance the Rapper, and Tropicana um, <laughs> on YouTube Wednesdays at seven p.m. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> hats off to you on everything that you do for some Wearman Hats to Star Solutions. I believe that you can totally do set yourself out to keep on creating all these videos that you do. 
outside of work and somehow bring it into what you currently do. So with mm-hmm. Oddfellows, I mean, when you came up with those signs, no Westboro Church, I thought that it was it was cool. You're always quick on your feet. You know, you're right. always good with an idea. I think that like the next thing that you do will always be big and bigger and become something that you honestly couldn't bench press your <laughs> coach will definitely figure come it out, out there and figure it out so right i can definitely see it i can definitely see it but who knows thank you, thank what you, the man. future holds who knows i'm trying to get back into fashion a little bit somewhat just because i feel like i i don't know i like it it's fun it's clothes i wear clothes every day so I want to get back into it and start putting stuff, some more stuff up on Instagram, at least. I don't really care for the regular, like, oh, new drop every three days or whatever the fuck it's like. <laughs> I'm not going to be that, but I at least want to be, like, cognizant and aware of, like, all right, I want to make sure I'm taking pictures of myself or whatever, at the very least, so I can, like, see where my uh, my style is heading. Well said. Trey, if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? If I were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? There's like so many things that jumped my head. The first one that comes up is just no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> but that's too, that's too, I would never actually get that. That's a classic. But I guess for the purposes of the podcast, I'd say the chest tattoo I would get is be your entire self um, every day. Just because, like you've mentioned, I do wear many hats. I work out, I'm in fashion, I work in ice cream, I do the center third, concentration, comedy, whatever it is. There is a way to do, not necessarily, maybe not do everything at the same time. Like maybe I'm not going to do a funny fashion powerlifting comedy video. Like I'm not going to do that. But as far as my Instagram goes, you know, just circling back to me, trying to have a more cohesive feed one of the bigger struggles or bigger challenges that I've had for myself is trying to figure out how to create content, how to create my gym content, fashion content, and then my more experimental stuff. So that all has a cohesive image on my Instagram. And that is how you be yourself every day. Be your entire self every day. Be your entire self every day. That's perfect. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Okay. My Instagram is where is Trey? Where common spelling? I-S-Trey, T-R-E-Y. My Twitter is Thundercock. Uh, Thundercock, <laughs> common spelling. Two R's, two K's. <laughs> not on TikTok. Not on YouTube. So where is Trey? Thundercock. <laughs> Going to give you a follow right now. <laughs> Definitely. I got you. I got you. <laughs> my tweets are more unhinged than anything. That's where it's like, Whoa, we're in Trey's fucking brain right now. Right. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Trey, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's been the pleasure being a guest. Hope, I, hope we'll get the chat soon. Let's get a drink sometime. Definitely. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.